Morning. It's the obvious brothers. You have found us on anchor.fm where we have yet to find a sponsor. And uh, I have some really morbid suggestions based on where I am and what I'm doing this week, John. But we'll, we'll, we'll push on. Uh, John, uh, this is obvious Steve. And on the other end of the line is... Obvious John. Hey, John, you played golf this last week? I didn't. I should have played yesterday. It was really nice yesterday. Yeah, well, I've heard there have been lots of rounds of golf where KG is uh, the assistant pro. So I guess the weather's been pretty good the last week. Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't remember what that's like since I'm in the part of the world where we got like three inches of snow with a nice ice covering on the top of it to make it both dangerous and crunchy. So that's what you've been missing, John. You just played like four rounds a week ago. I played three rounds and I ended up in the hospital. So uh, there, there you go. So, John, just, just to be accurate uh, on that, John. All right, John, uh, we did not preview this last uh, Thursday night because you were in a pretty funky mood, and maybe uh, neither one of us realized it, but the committee gave the top 16 uh, seeds uh, last Saturday. Um, And let me just point out off the top, by my accounting, eight of those 16 have lost since then, (laughs) which, I, I mean, I don't know that that's a big deal, but it's kind of funny. So, John, was there anything in the top 16 that the committee came out with that uh, you found noteworthy? I didn't see, I didn't see anything extremely shocking or, or uh, jaw-dropping, I would say. No, no nothing jaw-dropping? I get uh, neither do I, uh, really, but um, I do know uh, there's going to come a pretty big question well, when the committee sits down as to where they place the seeds, because at least uh, before UVA lost to Duke last Saturday, Duke, Tennessee, and UVA were the top three seeds. And uh, um, geographically, they're not terribly far apart. And uh, supposedly, one seeds get to go as close to home as possible. And that gets to be... Well, impossible, right? When they're all all would really like to be in the same place. So that's yeah. The way the way the bracketology has it right now, it looks like they got. I mean, they have Duke and Tennessee both playing in Columbia, South Carolina in the opening round. Well, that would be one way to do it to have them both playing in the same place. Yeah. Uh, they got Gonzaga out in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And then UVA in Columbus, Ohio, which isn't terribly far away either. Uh, interesting. Close, I'd have I'd have to look because you know there's a Hartford pod site and is Hartford closer to Charlottesville than Columbus? I, I do not know off the top of my head. So yeah, surprise me. So and, and of course we have the usual concern. Uh, there aren't enough teams in the West. If you look at the West bracket uh, from last Saturday. It's Gonzaga, and then it's Michigan State, uh, Kansas, and Louisville. And uh, I will point out that uh, two of those teams are east of the Mississippi, uh, which by no one's definition is west. So uh, they have that geographical problem with not enough strong teams or even tournament-making teams to fill the two pods out west because Salt Lake City and San Jose both have sites. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, uh, you, you, uh, 
uh, left me hanging about 15 times uh, last Thursday night when we recorded, John. Uh, one of the places you left me hanging uh, was uh, UVA in, in North Carolina on Monday night, which I boldly predicted UVA would win by, did I say four? Four points. I think yes. I said easily by four points. Easily. Easily by four points. And, they, and were correct. Uh, I was right. They ended up winning by more than four even. So uh, what, what do you make since that was probably – about as big a game as there was all week. Uh, what, what, what do we know that UVA went into uh, North Carolina? Probably UVA is one of their best wins of the year. Um, they, Clearly, like you yeah. said, they, uh, they play great defense. They're very efficient on, with the ball offensively. Uh, they're going to be a problem for, for a lot of teams coming through. Um, the ACC conference is very tight. you got one, two, three, four, five, six seven teams within three games of the lead of the regular season title, which, um, you know, regular season titles don't really mean much anymore, but uh, it's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, you'd like to have one. Yeah. True. Right. So um, so UVA is a true one seed? Right now, I would say, yeah. I mean, they've only got two losses on the season. And, both uh, to Duke. Both to Duke. Right. So, Okay, and then North Carolina, North Carolina was a two last Saturday. Does that loss, are they still a two? Yes, I'll say yes. Okay. Uh, and they do have, you know, they lost against UVA. Yeah. And in a fairly good game at home. Uh, see if they have any terrible losses on their schedule. Uh, the, uh, Louisville is their worst loss. Right. I thought they got, they got beat they got by at home, I think. They got beat at home, yes. Right. Housed at home. But, but you know, Louisville, Louisville is a currently, and last Saturday was a four seed, so they're not a slouch. Right. Okay. So that's, uh, that, that's our opening gambit in terms of discussion of Last week, we, we kind of were trying to keep track of the Big East, John. And uh, you, did you watch the Marquette-Villanova game on Saturday? I did not, no. Well, it no. Was, uh, I thought Villanova was going to pull it out at the end. They ended up losing by a point. And they had the ball in their hands. This is a week ago, so my, my memory may not. I think they had their ball in their hands and ended up not executing. Uh, I don't even know if they got a shot. In the, in the late game, uh, so Marquette survived by a point at home, but uh, that kind of game, you know, that, that uh, was a quality game. So Marquette, who is a three seed, the only team from the conference in the top 16, uh, when the, the committee came out with this about noon on Saturday, uh, held serve. So uh, they, they're looking, they're looking good. So. Okay, uh, I think we, we kind of made, had an exchange about TCU and Kansas the other night. You, uh, you were not, you've not been a Warren Frog fan. Uh, then they went and won a, uh, well, I won't say it that way, but uh, you have not thought the Horn Frogs were destined for greatness this year in basketball. 
I'll put it that way. And uh, then they won a game on Saturday, right? It was a surprise. And that was, that was uh, surprising to me, even uh, against a uh, diminished Kansas team, which seemed to be hanging on to their top 25 ranking perilously as they are sliding down um, down the rankings with some losses, big losses here recently. But uh, the win against TCU and Oklahoma State last week were, were both good wins. Right. So... Uh, yes, K- KU, KU beat them and seemed to turn the slide around, but, uh, your, your Thursday night, last week's podcast, you, you were, you were wondering why I didn't talk about K-State, and right now they've got a two-game lead in the loss column. Uh, they're looking pretty good, although I have one of their games circled in the upcoming week, so. Uh, as do I. I'm as, assuming it's the same one tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Is tomorrow Saturday? Uh, it is. It, well, I, boy, I'm on things. Uh, so let's start there, and, and we'll call that a smooth professional segue into next week's games. Uh, Iowa State is at Kansas State tomorrow, ESPN 2 at 4 o'clock, John. So um, interesting game, especially in terms of the Big 12 standings and the Big 12 regular season uh, title. Yep, uh, Iowa State is uh, two games back of Kansas State in the Big 10. Uh, or Big 12. Yeah. And, uh, this would no, be no, John. It, it's the Big 12 who has 10 teams and the Big 10 who has 14 teams. So you can keep it straight. Yeah. It all is it's clear as mud, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anyway, yes, tomorrow. Um, I'll just say this. I haven't seen them both play. Um, where, where Iowa State and KU is a matchup of like teams. Kansas State uh, seems to play a more traditional kind of uh, offense. Uh, you know, Iowa State kind of play, likes to play four guards uh, a lot of the time with uh, the big guy. I think his name's uh, Jacobson. Jacobson in the middle. Uh, and I think K-State plays has a couple, you know, plays at least a 2-3. Uh, yeah. Right, so uh, it'll be—it's kind of a contrasting kind of styles kind of game. Yeah, they don't give up a lot of—you uh, know—Kansas State plays good defense as well. They only give up fifty-nine point fifty-nine and a half points per game. They play a more methodical, like you said, traditional type of offense. They only score about sixty-five point nine points per game. So yeah, they—they they seem to like a slow game. Where I think Iowa State likes to go up and down the court. Correct. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting. Contrast, it is in uh, Manhattan, which I would think would give K-State the uh, advantage. If, if uh, K-State wins the game, uh, if the Purple Haze does that, it'll put them three games up in the lost column on Iowa State. So that'll be Iowa State pretty much toasted for the title. But if uh, Iowa State wins, it'll suck K-State back to within grabbing distance for a bunch of teams. Currently, as it sits, the, so there are a lot, uh, a lot of Iowa State rooters in the Big Twelve. Yeah, you got five teams that are all two games within two games right, right now. Yeah, so that's that's a big one. There, there are a couple big games uh, tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Maryland Michigan game is another good game. Yeah, big, big schedule tomorrow. So we have a full hoop schedule tomorrow. Yeah, well, Maryland Michigan on Fox tomorrow at noon, both ranked. Uh, Maryland has a tough week. I've got two Maryland games on my schedule. So um, yeah. Michigan 
uh, has not looked particularly good lately. They lost either their two seed uh, from the committee last week. They lost at Penn State uh, midweek this week, and they haven't quite. After starting 17 and 0, I don't think they got to 18. They've kind of flattened out, so it's a, it's concerning at this point. So, and yeah, they've got a couple. I mean, their losses: uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State. All three are on the road, so um, we know how tough it is to play on the road in the Big Ten. So except, that, I mean, except they, at Penn State. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they haven't had any, you know, real stinker home losses that uh, you, you know, sometimes happen towards this time of year. I mean, it's getting the crunch time where most uh, most conferences only have five to six, uh, maybe seven games at the most left in conference play. So. And we're only four weeks away from Selection Sunday, so it's getting it's getting down to the nitty gritty here. If uh, any of these teams that are one or two games back, or even three games back, want a chance at uh, sneaking up and, and getting a regular season title, they're going to have to put on a performance here at the end of the season. Yeah, three games back. I think you need a miracle at this point. Well, let's we, we, let's make sure we uh, get the game of the century of the week. Uh, in, in, the, in the books uh, tomorrow night on uh, ESPN. That's 8 o'clock. Um, it, it's uh, the number one ranked team by some people's standards. Uh, Tennessee is playing uh, Kentucky, who I think I've seen as high as five. They were a two seed last week by the committee. So it's a one and a two seed. It's at Kentucky uh, in Lexington. So, John, big game, uh, tough game. Yeah, but the but, com- committee didn't make them number. The, no, the committee right. made uh, Duke the number one overall seed. Right, which is why uh, I said it. I said it accurately. You know, in case people, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, uh, this is a big game for Kentucky or for Tennessee to um, maybe prove some of their naysayers wrong. Um, they've got two games. They got Kentucky twice here in the next couple weeks. They play them again on March second at home. Uh, so. Yeah, and and uh, you know uh, I don't know since you paw around while we're talking, you know uh, they don't they don't have a lock on the SEC title those two teams at this point. No, they do not. LSU is only a one game behind. Uh, yeah, LSU only has <laughs> only has one loss in conference, and they beat Kentucky in, in uh, Lexington uh, some night this week. I, I've lost track. I think it was Tuesday night. So. Right, so uh, LSU is right there, and uh, if, if these two teams are going to knock each other out in their uh, head-to-head matchup, LSU might sneak in with the regular season title, or at least a piece of it. So, but, and they also play Tennessee uh, next week, yeah. so at home against Tennessee, yeah. which is a don't 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 sleep on LSU. I think is a message here. Uh, even as we watch the number one and five teams play in the SEC on Saturday night. So, all right, yes, sir. Should, should be a good game. All right, next week, uh, uh, 
big game in the middle of the week next week, John. What do you got circled? See if you have it. You know the big well, game. Really? I don't even have that game written down. <laughs> well, thanks for dropping that that one in there. Uh, yeah. Well, what what do you got there? You got IU holding serve at home. I'd like to say yes, but I don't have any legitimate reasons to believe so. Yeah. So 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 in another place you left me hanging last week and kind of kind of. Uh, jabbed at me. Uh, I claim that Morgan was the best player, at least arguably the best player on the team. And then I, I watched them play uh, Ohio State on, was it Sunday? And, and did he have, he didn't have a point in the first half, right? Didn't have a point in the first 30 minutes of the game. I, I, I went safe there. I remembered he didn't have a point in the first half. I didn't remember when he finally got a bucket. So here I, I was, I was, it was the, uh, the obvious brother's uh, curse as uh, he, uh, he did not live up to the best player on the team. Of course, the other possible best player on the team uh, missed a wide open three that m probably would have won him the game. So uh, there you go. Yeah. It yeah, might explain so. might explain why they're not doing well, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you, yeah. Well, you know, uh, again, I think the, the issue with that team, and I've said it a hundred times this year, they just do not have efficient scorers. Yeah. I mean, when your best, I mean, Deron Davis is your best field goal percentage at 61%. I don't think he ever shoots outside of five feet, so. Yeah, he's a dunker, yeah. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on from a game that we'll both be interested in, but the rest of the world probably won't necessarily very much, to Wednesday night on ESPN at 9 o'clock, the game everybody always pays attention to unless something very strange happens in the season. Uh, blue on blue. Uh, I have never figured out why one thinks the other's blue is wrong. But anyway, UNC is playing at Duke Wednesday night. Yeah, I, I mean that's a, always a big game when you get the. Yeah, the, the campuses are only like ten miles apart. For those of you who aren't aware of the geography, so it really they they kind of intermingle in this town in between and so they all know each other a little too much so they kind of get their hackles up about uh playing yeah so well is there uh, you know is there any way that uh tar heels go into cameron and uh and winning this game against uh arguably <laughs> they're here i'll do this arguably the number one team in the country <laughs> uh, i mean Yes, of course, there's, there's always a chance, but um, I just think Duke is, is looking like, like you said, arguably the best team in the country. Um, they're becoming more dominant in a weekly basis. And, uh, no, I, I don't think, uh, I would say, to quote you from last week, that uh, Duke wins this game easily by four points. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, I wondered if you would go and use that one because I could see, I could kind of feel like this was appropriate play. <laughs> to put, yeah, a, a bold prediction of Duke winning easily by four, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, Duke plays a lot of freshmen, so you never know what might happen. But at this point, 20 some games into the season, they're not really freshmen anymore. Um, North Carolina has a more veteran team. 
I think one reason they lost to UVA the other night is uh, they're, they're a bit beat up. Uh, I think they were down two players who played a lot of minutes, and then Johnson got hurt. So uh, they need to be healthy to have a chance on, on Wednesday night. Uh, I think their better chance is obviously the rematch at the end of the month uh, in, uh, uh, it, yeah, in, in the Smith in the Smith Dome, right? Yeah, right. Correct. So they're. Yeah, I mean, right now the ESPN predictor, the matchup predictor, has Duke at an eighty-three point three percent chance to win that game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. One coming up next week. Yeah. Stats-wise, there's not a massive difference between the two teams besides right. the defensively. Uh, Duke plays a lot better, a lot more defense than what. Uh, North Carolina does. Yeah, um, there's some odd stats. Having watched Duke play here last, that like, Duke is number one in the country in in blocks and number one in I don't uh, two point field goal percentage defensively or something. Like, you know, it's so a couple stats. It's like wow, they must be awesome defensively. So. Uh, he's uh, he's got a team that finally plays defense. He's spent years trying to outscore people, and uh, I don't know why this year's team is is like this. But uh, you know, it's only a year, right? Uh, anymore. Yeah. So who knows what they like Zion that that uh, pretty much eats up tons of space in his long. Uh, it's pretty good. He can skew some uh, defensive stats pretty much all by himself. Did you see the block? this week where he was on the box on the block down in the uh, in the paint uh, they had a kick out to the corner for a three he took two steps and jumped and he blocked the ball when it was at least six feet off the kid's hand wow I mean, he was yeah he's, he's he uh, was he elevated so high it was he is, it was an insane it was a, an insane he, block he is a uh, uh, physical Specimen, he does things. I know why the NBA rules. Um, yeah, but well, in, in, in short, Duke seems to have what people think might be the number one and two pick, or at least two top five picks, maybe three on, on the team. So you know that uh, they'll be hard to beat uh, either Wednesday night or or beyond. All right, John, I want to talk old guy golf. So the the 40-something golfer uh, uh, won last week's PGA event. Yes, he did. It's, he won it. It's not the one, it's not the one who gets uh, all the headlines. And, and what will he do this week uh, stories. Uh, I mean, I saw one about Tiger this week. You know, what can we expect from Tiger? Who, uh, who has traditionally played terrible at Riviera, where they're playing this week. And uh, for some reason, he was still, favorites to win which was uh, <laughs> and now we're now now you're talking about it. but but Phil what, 48 years old uh put on what would he make six or seven birdies without a bogey in the final round uh to come from behind and win um uh, it's kind of amazing a guy his age uh, you know he almost won earlier in the season it looks like he's He's found something. Is that what he's doing? Uh, what's what's happening here? That Phil Mickelson looks like a top ten golfer again, and and he looked like. Remember how bad he looked in the Ryder Cup in, in September? Yeah, he did not look like he belonged on the team. Right. So. Um, yeah, I hope. I mean, I think some of it could 
Yeah, well, it's his fifth Pebble win, so he clearly uh, the format and those golf courses suit him. Yeah. So that has already led to the big chatter about where in the U.S. Open is this year, the one yeah. major that has eluded Phil yeah. up to this point. So. And, and I, I saw that Monday morning he told him to knock it off, that it was six months away and it would be a whole different golf course. So, <laughs> Which is 100% accurate. Yeah. I think that that's a, uh, it's definitely an unfair assessment to say, well, Phil won. Matter of fact, I'd like to know. I mean, maybe they showed a stat, but how many guys won the uh, the pro am? You know, because how many times has Pebble the U.S. Open been at Pebble now? This about is about every nice. every ten years here, going back to the '60s, I think. So, I don't, I don't think it's ever been done. Right. Right. So, and, and yeah, it's a, it's a different golf course between April and June, and or February and June. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, but it, I hope it, he does. I hope this is the one that he gets and he can. Trophy on his mantle, and, and uh, well, move on. but you know, the favorite in the Pebble will be another guy that's won a lot there. That would be Tiger, yeah, yeah, we're there. You go. right? I was going to say the, the guy you're just talking about who's a favorite, even if you don't believe him. I mean, he does have a he did win the U.S. Open there, and uh, so by, by like 20 strokes, so so so. We're on uh, we're on old man golf watch here for for a while, and uh, that'll keep us entertained. So, all right, John. Well, th this has been fun. Uh, lot, lots of hoops action this coming week. Uh, when we talk next Friday, and I don't know what where where I'll be in a hotel room next week uh, talking to you. Um, uh, the uh, well, we'll have some quality games, and I'm sure we'll be looking forward. Uh, to more to more quality matchups uh, as we we're getting down to crunch time. Yep, things are going to get you know tighter and tighter, and we're going to start seeing a more clear more clear picture of, of the uh, the tournament as this next uh, two two weeks. Unfold yeah, here yeah, sure. we're we're going to start thinking about our predictions, John. Oh yes, predictions. Yeah, yeah. I love predictions. I, I know I know you love predictions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you like burning your money in public. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. All right, big guy. It's good talking to you. Have a great weekend. I hope everything goes as well as it possibly can for yeah. you for the next couple of days. All right. Well, th th thanks, John. Uh, take care. Bye, bro.